Hi, my name is Jackie. I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes when I was 8. I play hard because that's how I do everything. I always push myself to be the best that I can be. Type 1 diabetes does not stop me from doing the things that I like to do. Hello and welcome to Teen 1D, the podcast for teenagers and young adults living with type 1 diabetes. The podcast is not intended as a substitute for professional medicine advice or treatment. Hello and welcome to the Teen 1D podcast. I just had a birthday, so this is the first episode where I can officially say I am 18 years old. I'm still a high school senior, though. My guest for today's episode is Morgan Pansier. Morgan, tell us a little bit about yourself. How old were you when you were diagnosed with type 1? I was six years old when I was diagnosed with type 1. It was a month after my sixth birthday, so I was in kindergarten. How did your life change after this diagnosis? I think the way it changed the most was I wasn't, quote unquote, a normal kid anymore. So it took a lot to kind of figure out the ropes of my new life, having to prick my finger. And I was on shots for six months. So that as a six-year-old being terrified of needles really was a big adjustment for sure. Yes. And so then you said you were on shots for six months. What do you do now? And what did you do after that, if that's different? So after six months, I got my first insulin pump. And then um, since then, I've been on a couple different ones. I was on Medtronic, Omnipod, and now I'm on the Tandem closed loop system. Do you like that system? I love it. It's been very helpful, especially being at college. It makes the overnights go fairly smoothly for the most part. Good. I just like to talk to people who have the closed loop system. I'm still using the Omnipod at the moment. And I just like to hear how people like them. It's amazing. I would highly recommend it. So how do you treat low blood sugar? Um, I usually use gummy lifesavers just because they're easy. And I know that each one is three grams of carbs. So it's pretty simple math in the middle of the night. I can just be like, oh, okay. If I eat four, that's 12 grams. So that's what I've been using. But growing up, I always used apple juice boxes. But now I'm like scarred from that. I will like never drink apple juice again. <laughs> okay, that's kind of funny. Tell us a little bit more about yourself. How old are you now and where did you grow up? I am now 20 years old and I grew up in Westchester, New York, um, specifically in the town of Katona, which is about 40 minutes north of New York City in the suburbs. So where do you go to college and what year are you? I currently go to Villanova University in Pennsylvania, and I'm a junior this year. And what are you studying right now? I'm a biology major and Spanish minor. How are those intertwined? Um, so it was funny. I knew I wanted to study biology just because I loved it all throughout high school. And I also loved Spanish, too. So I am hoping to go to medical school, and I figured Spanish would be a useful tool to help me kind of continue with a second language and communicate with more people um, in the medical world, hopefully one day. After med school, what are your future aspirations? Like, what would you like to do with your med school? Um, my Education. ultimate goal is to be a pediatric endocrinologist specializing in type 1 diabetes. So I'm hoping I can kind of be someone, not only kids doctors, but also someone who really understands the ins and outs of living with type one. That's fantastic. So you are now in college and in between, I guess you had like a transition period of, you know, first starting out. Was there anything that was strange about 
leaving home type one related or not for you? Yeah, I think the whole transition entirely was really kind of just shell shock for me. I was very much a homebody in high school. So leaving and being away from my siblings and parents was definitely new. Um, And my parents had always helped me a lot with the overnights as far as type one goes. So it was definitely a big adjustment to kind of have to set alarms during the night. And I'm a very deep sleeper. So I needed to train myself that I needed to wake up if my phone started beeping and things like that. So I think that was kind of the hardest transition for me personally. So do you know any other students at Villanova with type one? I do know a couple. Yes. Villanova actually has a club called the College Diabetes Network. Um, It's common at a bunch of other universities as well. And it's really nice because it aims to connect all different students across different majors um, who just have type one and kind of want to use that time to vent or share supplies if they need it or anything like that. One of the things I've been asking guests who are in college is if they've requested accommodations. Do you do that as a college student? Yes, I did request accommodations through our Office of Disability Services. It made life a lot easier. So my professors all know before exams, if my blood sugar were to go high or low, obviously I can just pause and come back to the exam later. So I did request accommodations. And then on like a similar note, meeting people that you're going to spend a lot of time with close friends, do you tell them that you have type one? I do. Yeah, I'm pretty upfront with it just because it's a part of who I am and I don't really have any shame in that. So my roommates, all my friends, they're all aware and it actually makes life a lot easier because they kind of know what's going on. If they hear an alarm, they can grab me gummies or anything like that. So they're all very kind and considerate. Do you have any advice for the conversation that may unfold when you first meet your roommate and telling them about type one? That's a good question. I think um, just kind of be very upfront and share that you might beep in the middle of the night, but again, that's not your fault at all. So I think just kind of laying out everything that's on the table ahead of time is really important. So there's no hiccups along the way later on. I also know that you're on the Villanova equestrian team. Can you share how you started riding and what it's like to be on a team? Yeah. So I started riding when I was six years old. I immediately fell in love with the sport. So I kept riding. I rode super competitively all throughout middle school and high school. And I knew I wanted to continue in college. So I now ride on the equestrian team here at Villanova, which is a ton of fun. We practice once a week and we have 10 shows all throughout the year. So They're all day events, but it's really nice. I'm super close with my team. So we have a lot of fun together. And can you explain for those of us who may not know exactly what the equestrian events take place as, like what exactly you do at a competition? Yeah. So I do the hunter and equitation events, which are basically judging how you ride as well as over fences. So that involves jumping too. So do you ride your own horses for practice and competitions or is there a different horse that you're given for different events? Yeah, good question. It's funny in college, you actually ride the other team's horses. So at practices, we are assigned a random horse that we ride for that day. And then when we go to shows, we actually pick out of a hat, which horse we're going to ride for that day. 
and we don't get any warm up jumps or anything like that. You literally just walk into the ring and you're being judged. So it's really That's hard. So interesting. That's just not how I would have imagined that at all. <laughs> I know. I know. Like here's a random horse you've never seen before. <laughs> exactly. I know. Are there multiple events to compete in or do all of you on your team compete in the same event? So there's a bunch of different events all the way from inter- intro um, to it's called open fences, which is kind of the highest. And so our team competes in all different. We have people in every category. So basically the placings that each person in each division gets that adds into your team points. And then that's how you judge which team wins at a show. Does being a part of training affect your blood sugar levels? And do you think that practices affect your numbers differently than competitions? Yeah, for sure. So usually in practices, I always go low. Um, So usually what I've done to kind of help with that is I'll do a temp basal about two hours beforehand. And then that seems to keep me pretty flat. Sometimes I'll sip on a Gatorade too while I'm riding, but for the most part, the temp basil seems to do the trick. Um, and then it shows my blood sugar actually goes high, I think because of the adrenaline and I'm nervous. So then obviously I don't need the temp basil. I just give a correction if I do go high. How has COVID affected your college experience and your equestrian team? It has definitely had a big impact on my college experience. Unfortunately, I had a normal like three quarters of my freshman year, which was really nice. But then all of sophomore year, my classes were online. So it was hard. We were on campus, which was great, but it was hard kind of not being able to get out and meet new people and everything like that. So that was challenging, but this year we're back to fully in person and it's been going really well. And unfortunately the equestrian team did not happen last year because of COVID. So this is really my second. Sorry about that. Yeah, it was a bummer, but we're back this year, which is great. Good, good. What do you like best about Villanova? I think the community here at Villanova among the student body, but also the faculty is unparalleled. Everyone is so kind and genuine. Um, So I have just loved getting to know all of the different people here. And I also love Villanova because it has great school spirit, but it's also a strong academic school as well. So I think we have a nice balance of all different things. You recently published a book, Actually I Can, And I did read that before this episode. Can you share what that book is about and when you wrote it? Yeah, well, thank you so much. I enjoyed it, by the way. I should add that. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Um, Actually, I Can is an autobiography I wrote kind of all throughout my young, like teenage years. And it just goes through kind of my life living with type 1 diabetes and kind of the obstacles, but also the good things that I faced during the whole journey. And so what kind of feedback have you received from this book? The feedback has been overwhelmingly positive, which I'm so grateful for. Lots of friends and family have reached out as well as people I've never met before, which is so cool because it really just shows how far the book's reach is going. So it's been an amazing experience. Yeah. And I can just tell you with like a project like this too, it's just crazy to hear or like see that people are like following the Teen Wendy Instagram account. And it's like, oh, wow. I know. I no, you're not a close friend or family member that's <laughs> I know. This. Exactly. In your book, you write that many people you have met over the years in connection with your type 1 diabetes advocacy. Can you share with us some of these people? 
I have met with Joe Biden, who actually I met with him before he was president, but now he is president. So that's pretty cool. Um, Pope Francis, Robin Roberts, Martha Stewart. I've been fortunate enough to meet quite a few people um, and kind of advocate for myself in front of them, which has been really great. I read that you spoke and shared your type one diabetes experiences with scientists from around the world at the 2016 STEM for Life Foundation Conference. Can you explain where the conference was held and how you became involved with it? So the conference was held at the Vatican in Rome. Um, So I actually got to travel to Italy and participate in the conference, which was one of the best experiences of my life. And I became involved in the conference because they were looking for someone to provide a patient perspective on living with a chronic illness. So um, I flew out to Italy and I was interviewed by Robin Roberts there in front of so many scientists, philanthropists, researchers, and it was such a great experience. No, that sounds fantastic. I read that you participated in the 2017 JDRF Children's Congress. I was also a delegate, but in 2019, so that would have been two years later. What did you like the most about being there, though? I think one of the things I liked the most was just knowing that I wasn't going to have to explain diabetes to anyone because everyone there was in the same boat. That was There were only a couple of kids growing up in my high school who had type 1, so that was kind of new to me to not feel like I had to explain everyone just kind of like got it. And that was really nice. I really did enjoy Children's Congress for that purpose too. I just thought it was great to meet all of these people from all of these different areas that were brought together by type one. Exactly. What do you think are some of the most challenging issues that you face with type one? I think for me personally, it would definitely be the overnights, especially now since I am away from my parents and at college. So I think kind of just managing it on my own proved to be a challenge at first. I think I've come a long way over the past couple of years, but I think the overnights are definitely the most challenging because there'll be times when like I hear my phone beeping that I'm low and I'm like, I do not want to roll over and eat gummies right now, yes, but yes. That, <laughs> that's the reality. So I roll over and I eat the gummies. So I think the overnights are probably the hardest for me. Yes. And then on the complete opposite, side of the spectrum. Are there any positive aspects you experienced still having type one? Yeah, I think it's definitely made me more responsible from a young age for sure, because I kind of didn't have a choice but to accept it and learn how to count carbs and learn all of these things from such a young age. So that was definitely a positive. And it's also given me kind of like a platform and kind of guided my decisions of what I want to do in the future. So I'm very happy about that. Do you have any advice for teenagers and young adults with type one? Yeah, I would say do not let it be something that limits you. I know it can feel super limiting at times and you can feel so defeated in certain moments, but don't let that kind of take over. There will be better times and the bad times are very short. So you just have to push through them. Thank you for that. And do you have any advice for people on selecting a college, choosing a major, getting involved with activities, or transitioning to college life? Yeah, I would say this goes for anyone, um, not just people with type 1, but take advantage of all of the opportunities college has to offer. It is four years, but it goes so fast. So really soak it in and take in every minute because, I mean, I still feel like a freshman and I'm a junior now. So 
it's gone so fast. And I think just kind of appreciating all the little things and not just letting it go really quickly before your eyes is really important. To show that we are all more than our type one, I'm just going to ask a couple of unrelated questions. So what do you like to do in your free time? In my free time, I am definitely a TV watcher, um, but I also do, aside from the team, I have my own horse here at school with me too named Gideon, so I love going to ride and visit him as well. So what are some of your favorite shows on right now? So I've been trying to finish Criminal Minds for like three years. I'm very busy, so it's taken quite a bit of time, but I'm on season 13 now, so doing pretty well, only two more to go. And I also just finished Ted Lasso and that was like such a great show. I love it. I I might start it over again. (laughs) 13th season sounds like dedication. Let me tell you. (laughs) Thank you for your recommendations and thank you so much for agreeing to be here today. Of course, thank you so much for having me. That's all for today. If you have any suggestions for future topics or guests or just want to say hi, don't hesitate to reach out. You can email me at teen.teen1d at gmail.com or DM me on Instagram at teen1dpodcast. If you like my podcast, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review as it really does help me out. Thanks so much for listening and don't forget to tune into next week's episode. Have a great week. Bye.